Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going this week? Um, are you asking me as just, you know, a guy in his home sitting around in an empty room, just me and my computer? Are you asking me as the Chris Schaefer, the job creator Chris Schaefer? Is that because as the job creator, Chris Schaefer, I'm doing great. I'm single handedly churning the wheels of the world's economy, and it's good. It feels good to get something done to make a difference. So I'm great, Jason. How are you? I'm doing good. Apparently, not as good as you. You have a, a nice little <laughs> ego boost going mm-hmm, on. I, mm-hmm. I guess someone told you that you helped uh, them create jobs at their company through your. That's right. Google Ads campaign that you set up. Now, I think you told me before the show that uh, they had created, was it two or three jobs mm-hmm. ever since your campaign started running? A couple weeks. Them with the growth in their business? Wow. Yeah. Let me ask you, what was the campaign setup like? Was it a lazy man build? How many ad groups were there? Mm. Give us some insights into how you create these jobs for people. I created these jobs by building about five to six ad groups. They were all phrase match. Lazy Man builds dead. Lazy Man, he he got oh, wow. so lazy, he died of oxygen. He just forgot to breathe. Lazy Man's gone. That was that's 2019. That it's over. This was, was 2020. Yeah. Well, he he. I mean, he didn't even make it. He like, peaked he, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2019 was his last year. Lazy oh, Man's yeah. gone. Um, He's dead. And are you being serious? Is Lazy Man really? Oh yeah out these days yeah. strategy wise because oh, yeah. you haven't talked about this before yeah you're right i haven't broken the news i figure some people might be shocked but and you're also talking in a very like annoying sarcastic tone right now <laughs> so i can't tell if you're serious no, or i'm not. totally so serious i'm asking you seriously no i am absolutely when serious. did this happen whenever google canceled modified broad is when it oh happened. wow okay wow interesting yeah so lazy man's gone Lazy Man re- re- like relied entirely on modified broad match, and that's is that gone. because you could just put in a couple keywords and cover a lot of bases yeah. with modified broad? And right. now you don't feel confident doing that with updated phrase, even though it's more open than it used to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I okay. I I gained control and I lost control with phrase match. So Lazy Man went to the went to the gym. Started doing some CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Started. Uh, it's called a box. Feeling better about themselves, and now what's the thing? Is it like I don't know a small number of ad groups, or we don't know what the thing is. We're all kind of learning the updated phrase together. Yeah, I don't really have a cool name for it. We need we need to One do size that. Fits all. Okay, we need to do a um, new updated. You know, we'll hold the funeral for Lazy Man Build, and then we'll raise a new hero. We need to name okay. it something. Something with well, better okay, branding. So you, did a very- you know, something with better branding that we could be proud to put our name on instead of Lazy Man Build? Because, you know, the, <laughs> it's not exactly, you know, like, oh, that's Chris Schaefer. He's the creator of Lazy You know uh, what we Lazy could do, Man. which would be fun? <laughs> and we could do this with the power of this show and this audience. We could call it a skag and just use take over. SKAG and have it stand for something else Self- and just take it over. Yeah. Just take it over. Because that's definitely it. dead. That died way before Lazy Man. Think about how confusing it would be if you do a <laughs> Page Search Podcast skag. skag search or a skag search in general and our stuff shows up. Yeah. They love it. They hate it. <laughs> they they love it again. Of it, they mock it. And then all of a sudden they start doing it again and rely on it entirely. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. We should re, we That's, should rebrand Skag. That would be a lot of fun. That would be. We need I'm kind, a, of, I'm kind of into that. We need what what what's the new I'm acronym? Kind of, hold on, Chris. I'm kind of kind of really into that. I can tell by your face. You're like you you really like that idea. What's the new acronym? What S K A G? What's that stand for? Cuz it used to stand oh, for single keyword no, ad on. group. Don't don't worry about that. <laughs> I got that under control. <laughs> okay, I'm pumped. Next week, are we gonna have? Are we gonna have it next week, or are you just gonna take a gonna take some time to to cook? No, uh, challenge accepted. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just gonna make a note. I'm excited. Well, while Jason's making a note, I want to tell you guys how we can afford to come up with amazing ideas of like trolling all the old school skaggers and taking their word and, and using it against them because we are funded by Optio and we want you to go try out this amazing tool. 
This tool is designed for people like you. If you're listening to this show, you are working in a Google Ads campaign, whether it's for yourself, your agency, freelance, for clients, or you're trying to get started. You're trying to start a new career. This is a tool that you should invest some time into and try it. And I'll tell you what, you can't get a better price than free. Optio is O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P-2. You get an eight-week free trial. You ask, well, why would I try it? The reason you want to try it is because Google Ads is a minefield of switches and toggles and knobs. And there are so many things you can trip over and do wrong and not realize there's something wrong with your campaign. It can be very daunting. That's why there's not a Facebook equivalent to the Paid Search Podcast, because Facebook, you click it and just pray, right? Google Ads, you have to click and click and click and click and then calculate your strategy, right? It's very deep and very complex. You need a complex and deep tool. Optio.com slash PSP2. Get an eight-week free trial. Use the little chat box down on the bottom to tell them you heard about it right here on the Paid Search Podcast. I see some... Oh boy, I see some smiles. Jason's having fun with his idea. He's he's All making right, so Chris, notes. what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do <laughs> is um is I'm gonna tell you what I came up with and then we're gonna we're gonna crop it out real quick and then share your reaction with everyone and see if you're impressed. But I don't wanna give away what it is yet. So okay. we're gonna cut when I describe what it is, and then we're gonna come back in when you're okay. telling everyone how, how much of a genius I am. Okay. <laughs> Now, Chris, I just told you what my idea is. I think you get it. You look at is, you look at a client's website, you look at what they do, and then you take what they do in a very, I used a word in there, so I'm not going to yeah, say it, but in uh -huh. a very that kind of way, straightforward, yeah. you just turn those into your ad groups. And that's how we're going to do it. And we're going to give parameters, like what kind of match types we use, generally how many ad groups you would see in a normal kind of campaign, who this would be a good fit for. That's what we'll cover next week. But I came up with the acronym. We're going to rebrand Skags for the world. And I did it in 30 seconds. In three minutes. I read, I did one commercial in, in the time of me to read a commercial. I'd, I think it's great. I Don't you think it's an actual th real thing. I, I that like it's it. It's actually going to help people. I'm upset now that I have to talk about the top, t uh, top 10 questions for new Google ads advertisers. Like I want to talk about mm -hmm. that, but, uh, okay. Well, you got me, Jason. I'll, I'm subscribed, and I'll be here next you know, week. No, this this whole like uh, coming up with rhyming things, acronyms, names, all that kind of stuff. I came up with one this week, and I don't get these kind of just fawning compliments from Cynthia. I get them from everyone else on planet Earth. Oh, oh, wow! And my ego would be completely out of con it's out of control, but it would be completely out of control if she was also mm. in. On, in the cult and mm -hmm. on the bandwagon with me. That's you know? what wives are but for. But she's not. And it, yeah, yeah holds, holds me uh, down, you know, keeps me grounded. Good thing. Keeps me humble. But I did get a compliment from her, a fawning compliment. And she was like, you really do have a talent for this stuff. Oh. And she was laughing that's pretty when I came good. up with something. Yeah, so. That's, that's a compliment. That's good. Chris, what I just did, what I just came up with, how good is that going to be? Yeah. That's just amazing what I just did. Yeah. All right, so. Beautiful. Got next week's show planned. So, Chris, we have some news, some search news. I, for one, am really, really enjoying this segment of the Paid Search Podcast. Search news yeah. keeps us up on the latest stuff, even if it's stuff that, you know, we're not going to put in a campaign. It's just good stuff to be aware of. So today's news, Chris, it comes straight from the Google Ads blog, Ads and Commerce blog, and we'll have a link to it in the description. And the title of this blog post they put out on April 20th, 2021, a new certification for health insurance advertisers in the U.S. So let's just get that out of the way first. This is only for the United States, but I'm going to read this and then we're going to get your reaction, Chris. A new certification for health insurance advertisers in the U.S. To date, so first of all, they talk about we we build safe and trustworthy experiences for users. That's why we have some certification programs for things like online pharmacies, which if you ever tried to run ads for mm. anyone with yeah. medicine language on their site, very tough to do. Uh, you have to get approved. You have to get certified or at least approved. So this new program they're putting in place, it says, today we are announcing our plans for a new 
certification program for health insurance advertisers in the United States. With this certification, we will only allow ads from government exchanges, first-party providers, and licensed third-party brokers. In order to run ads, advertisers will need to provide documentation showing they are permitted under state law to sell health insurance. Wow. So, Chris, I, I told you last night when I found this that a very tough, tough, tough niche for Google Ads managers Yeah, basically, in my opinion, goes from tough to just almost you never want to do it. And we can talk about why. But what's your reaction to knowing that thir- that health insurance advertisers, so these would be keywords like that have to do with Medicare, Medicaid, health insurance, they're now going to have to get certified. You just can't run on those keywords. You have to get certified. What's your first reaction to that? Um my first reaction as a, as someone who is not invested personally in that industry uh you know i don't i don't have any campaigns i don't my business doesn't run in it you know i'm like okay you know i am indifferent but then there's multiple sides to that news i i know someone personally who runs google ads i've done uh, consulting and training with them multiple times that is in this industry they spend a lot of money they will be absolutely destroyed by this because they are one of those third-party providers and they won't be able to get well, certification. Says, wow. Well, it says you can be a government exchange. So that means like uh, the national healthcare website, state websites, those kind of things, governments, first-party providers. So those would be the actual health insurance right. companies. Nope. They're not that. And here's where the majority of people who are involved in the space listening to this show and then people who run ads for people in this space are going to fall in the licensed third party brokers. Now my reaction to that is this is who's going to be allowed is government exchanges, first party providers, the actual companies and licensed third party brokers. So my reaction is if you are an actual health insurance broker and you are licensed by your state or whoever you need to be licensed by the whether it's medicare medicaid or something like that you can run but you have to you have to jump through some hoops you have to get in their certification program so i don't think all hope is lost for those people you just have to get certified but as from a google ads manager perspective number one this is usually a seasonal advertiser they all kind of contact me right around August, September, and they're like, okay, our season's coming up. We want to spend a bunch of money and we got to get a bunch of sign up. So I don't like that from a manager perspective, the seasonality, because they're going to go away. Number two, there were always, in my experience, ad approval issues. Anytime you get anything medical related, I'm just always hesitant because of those approval issues that could come up. And now you're going to have to get certified. Mm. So it's just a lot to deal with as a manager. And like we always say, we do Google ads management. That's what we charge for. If you do other things like helping companies get certified and walking them through a large paperwork certification process, me personally, I would want to charge for that separately because it's time. So that's what's going on. And just a heads up, it's good to know because if you happen to be consulting with a client or work for a client or work at one of these companies, a third-party broker, just know it looks like this season, and I would bet in 2021, you're not just going to be able to get on there and start showing ads on health insurance or Medicare or Medicaid. You have to go through their certification program. So that is the news. And with that said, Chris, we're going to jump. I'll, yeah, I'll tell ahead. you what, that's, that's certainly better news than the tech repair companies got a couple of years ago. You remember those guys? I don't, I don't know if you, that ever touched you, but I had tech repair companies. If you repaired iPhone screens, computers, things like that, you're out. There is no certification. Like you're just done. You can't run ads anymore. So uh, that, you know, think about yeah, it. I had that a way. client at the time. We were doing a great job, about $4,000 a month spend. And all of a sudden it boom. Well, we started hearing about people getting turned off. I saw other markets get turned off, like other places around the country. And then finally they got turned off about a few weeks later. And they were like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Not we. Sorry. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, there's nothing we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go keep making more money than anybody's ever made at this game and keep doing it <laughs> and buy a yacht or something. Yeah. And then you can go 
start a new business yeah. or something because I've got nothing to do with this. And it was final. It was there was a finality to it. It was saying, no, you're done. It's, yeah, you're it's over. They're, they're not back. Yeah. So think about it that way. At least you have a certification program because they do not have to do that. They, Google can just say, yep, sorry, this is contributing to a bad environment, a bad experience, and they totally can just shut it off. So at least, now, at least said, we have that. I do, I do see some ads there, but what's weird about them is they, well, now I, I don't see many ads there. Um, I don't know. It's weird. There are some ads, but not a lot. And what's weird about them, they don't really look that relevant to the search. So I don't know if there's some kind of workaround or something, but... Yeah, you gotta you gotta just go with uh, what Google gives you there. So, Chris, top ten questions from new Google Ads advertisers every single day. You and I talk to people who are new to Google Ads, mm-hmm. and despite being new, a lot of them have their own ideas, their own impressions, their own assumptions about Google Ads, and it's very interesting to hear from brand new advertisers because I think you can get a definitely a fresh and different perspective than talking to people who are in it every single day. Uh, So I like hearing from new advertisers and you learn a lot of things from them and you learn from their questions. And Chris and I have a podcast, but it's two guys on one podcast. We each have one mouth, but we both have two ears. Two plus two is four. What? That is more ears than we have mouths and podcast shows. Wow. My point is, we are good listeners. We are okay. great listeners. There we go. Despite how much I talk and how many words come out of my mouth day to day to day and how much I'm in demand for people okay. to want to hear my wisdom, mm-hmm. despite all that, believe it or not, huh. I am 10 times the listener that I am talker. Wow. That's scary. But you don't have to be scared. Come over here and give me a hug. Mm-mm. Okay. Chris, we are great listeners. We listen to our clients. We listen to our advertisers. And that's where a lot of our wisdom comes through. First, let me ask you, Chris, you do consulting, you do training along with management. You have to be a great listener to do that professionally. And I've seen you. I've seen how amazing you are at listening and picking up what people are worried about when they come into Google Ads. So just speak to that for a minute. How important is listening? How important is hearing from new advertisers to your management, to your ideas, to your consulting? What 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 does listening mean to you in terms of these new advertisers? I'll I'll say this: my consulting and training that I do through my business ha- has been the gasoline that lights my creativity in the topics that I discuss. Here on the podcast, it, it it lights my creativity for the super patron stuff that I do, and it and it lights creativity in the way that I manage campaigns for clients. Um, wow! That new new advertisers always see things in an entirely new light. They ask things. I hear new questions that I've never heard before all the time, and I'm always like, "Wow." Never been asked that. What a good question, you know, and uh, I have to think about it. So it reframes things. And that's often how I have to think about things differently is because when I do a training session, I'll I'll hear a, a question I've never heard. And I'm like, well, oh, well, okay, well, let me think, you know, here, you know, I have an answer for you. Let me just figure out how I can frame it in the, in, in the way that you've asked that question. So um, it, it's absolutely important and it's critical. And there's no question at all that the very first question that you and I agree that we hear the most from people is number one, does Google ads work? Like, I mean, if you're going to run a Google ads campaign, does it work? Jason, what's your answer? So my answer to the number one question we get, does Google ads work is of course it does. Yeah, it does. Is obviously it works. Two things, look at your searches, do searches for your own life, services you're looking for, products you're looking for. And what do you see? You see a bunch of ads there. People want to do it if it didn't work and they do it and they do a lot of it. And the second kind of piece of evidence there is look at Google's revenue. Look at the growth in revenue. Look at how many billions of dollars go to them every year. That's all voluntary. It all happens because people fight to be on Google. They want to be on Google. And of course it works. Now, Chris, that's a very kind of like duh little defensive answer. 
do you ever approach it from a more nuanced uh, place of like why it works? People are searching for what you're offering. How do, how do you talk to new clients about that? There's no place that you can go to get a direct answer. In, in the history of the world, there's never been a, a database like the internet. And if I ask you a question that you don't know, the first thing that you do is you use a search engine to answer that question. So there's no system in, in, in the history of man that receives information personally from a one person typing in their, whatever's on their mind and to be able to tap into that intent. That's why Google ads works is because it taps into the intent of that user and that's the power. That's why it works because you can tell that, you know, the, the English language, whatever language you're using to run ads, you always know the difference between the way that that's phrased, the way that those words are put together. You can look at that and tell, oh, they mean this. They want this. And you can frame keywords, frame ad copy to fit and match that intent. That's the power. No question at all. It's not, it's not because, People search for the word dog and you show them, you know, uh, dog food. That's not intent. You know, that's like showing billboards to someone uh, or TV ads. You know, just because they're watching a dog show, you're going to show them dog food commercials. No, that's bad. Show them an ad when they express intent on what's the best dog food to buy for an elderly dog. The exact second they're looking for exactly what you offer. You You can't do better than that. Um, so that's why it works. So Chris, once you kind of establish, yeah, Google ads works, it has to work. This, this is why blah, blah, blah. The next thing out of my mouth is always, but that doesn't mean it'll work for you. doesn't mean it works for everybody. You still have to know what you're doing in there. And that kind of gets us to the more kind of nuanced question. So another huge question we get from clients is how long will it take to see results? They're spending money, they're buying into the fact that it does work, but they want to know how long it will take. How do you usually approach that question? My answer as an honest Google ad manager is probably going to seem like it's disingenuous, but my answer is this instantly. You should see results and the results will happen instantly. But there's a caveat to that. What they think I'm saying is they're going to get phone calls and leads and sales immediately. That's not what I said. The results that they're getting will be instant. And what I mean by that is the only thing I can guarantee as a Google ads manager, you will get qualified traffic. You will get the results of what you put into the system immediately. When you spend money on traffic based on certain keywords, whatever keywords, whatever criteria you've given Google, you'll get that back immediately. Now, I don't know how long it'll take for those people to convert for you, Typically, my you know it, when they push back on that and they say, well, what about how, how long till I get a phone call? That's really tough to say. Maybe three months, maybe two months, maybe in the first month, you know, you'll start to see a lift in sales. But uh, it's really hard to tell. But the great news is, it's not like running a TV commercial where people just see it and then you hope people go to your website or hope people go to your store. No, you get people immediately going to your website with the right kind of keywords. Yeah. And I think that's just the kind of key to answering that question is defining the word works. How long will it take to work? Defining the word results. How long will it take to get results? Well, what do you mean by that? So you're right. Like, yeah, you know, there is the ramp up period. The first week is better than the first day. There you go. The first month's yep. better than the first week. The first three months are better than the first month. And a lot of that is some just technical behind the scenes stuff that we can't see that sometimes you just can't get, hardly any impressions on day one or the first week because of ad history and all that kind of stuff, ad rank history. But you really should probably get clicks show up on searches within that first day, within that first week for sure. But then I always look at the one month period and the three month period. So for me, Chris, one month is like, okay, we're, we're, we're spending our budget or we're understanding why we're not able to spend our budget where you're getting clicks, you're getting some leads, 
we're seeing a lot of potential. That's what I want to see after month one is not the quantity of leads that you want, not the exact cost per conversion you want, not the impression share you want, but I want to see potential. I want to see a roadmap at that point on how we can get there. That's what I want to feel at the end of month one. And then for me, three months is usually what I need to kind of determine the kind of results we can get ballpark and then how much of those results we can get. So those are kind of my my benchmarks. Like first week, I can't promise you anything because of this ramp up thing. Like just write it off, go do other things and let me let me kind of get you launched here. End of month one, let's see a lot of potential and let's kind of have a roadmap laid out based on what we're seeing and attack that game plan in months two and three. And then by month three, I don't see a situation where anyone could claim, okay, it's month three and I can't get you the results that I can get you in month six or a year later. Like, yeah, they're going to be a little better. They're going to be better because you have more history, more quality score data, more refinement over longer periods of time. Fair. But they're not going to be like way, way better. You have to get to that ballpark area at the end of three months. I think that's reasonable for anyone that knows what they're doing. So, Chris, another great question we get, how many leads will I get? Mm. How do you answer that? If It's such a ridiculous question because it doesn't talk about market, doesn't talk about volume, budget, but how many leads will I get? It is a question we get, so how do you approach that? I honestly tell people, I mean... It's hard to answer this question. Am I answering it as a Google Ads manager or, am I, or am, I, am I answering it as just someone who knows about Google Ads? If I answer it as a manager, I say, that's not my job. My job is to get you qualified traffic and I can't help how many people call you. If your website sucks or you have a bad price or your site loads too slow, all these things that could affect that, I don't know. But if I answer it as, you know, as a Google Ads just user, not a salesman, I would say the number of leads you get are going to start uh, slow and build in quality and volume over time. That's probably the best answer I could give. I have no idea on how many, uh, how many you would get, but it's going to change and it will change week to week, month to month, and it will go up and it will go down. That's the only thing I know for sure. Yeah. This is one of those questions. It's just my immediate reaction in my head is like, what a stupid question. But, of course, you can't talk to people that way. <laughs> um, so I kind of lead them away from them. Like, well, it just it depends on so many factors. There's the Google ad side of things, and then there's the outside of Google ad side of things. And both of those things determine how many leads you can get. Inside of Google ads, it has to do with uh, impression share, what percent of the market you're showing up on, your budget, your cost per click, your cost per lead. And what I tell them is, let me handle that. I will worry about that. I will do everything I can inside the Google Ads account to get you the traffic that you want to get at the cost you want to get it for the amount of budget you want to spend each month. But then I tell them that's all I can control. From there, wh- how many leads you get is determined, like you said, by the website, by how good the website is, how fast it is, the conversion set up on the website. If your people answer the phone, if they follow up on leads quickly, your offering, your prices, are they competitive? And and all that stuff matters. So I think a fair answer is I will be able to tell you how many you can get inside the account after a month or two with the search impression share data and the position data in terms of how aggressive you're being. But I can't control how much of that qualified traffic that you actually turn into leads because it has to do with your website and your ability to close those leads. So Chris, another huge question we get is how much should I spend? And then it's quickly followed by, I've talked to five agencies and they all just seem like the sweetest people. They're so nice to me. (laughs) And they all tell me I really can't get results unless I'm spending $50,000 a month. So I'm asking you, what should I do? Yeah, I don't have that money, but I feel pressured. That's the only way I'm going to succeed. Um, my my answer to this, uh, as someone who who bills himself as a little less slimy than many other people you'll talk to, at least I f- I'm a little more squeaky clean than most other agencies, I would say. Um, and my answer is spend whatever you can comfortably lose in the first month. That's the best, worst way I can explain it. 
I'd love to see you work at an agency with the agency boss, the slime boss, right behind right. you when you're on a sales call, <laughs> and you tell someone, "Just spend whatever you feel comfortable with, yeah. and we'll do a great job." Yeah, they would just, they would just, yeah. Slap what the, the heck are you doing? You're you. fired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the fact is, I can't guarantee anything. You can't guarantee. Nobody can guarantee anything. Nobody can guarantee anything except that they'll spend your money, and if you invest $50,000 and you can't afford that as a business and not have a guaranteed return of something, don't do it. That's the easiest answer. And and what's the problem with not spending a ton of money initially? I don't I've yeah, never I, understood what that pro, what no. the problem is. You get the same result. With Google Ads, just less of well, it. Well, number one, like yeah, just less of it and anytime you want, you can just hit a few buttons inside the Google Ads account and spend way more yeah. than you're currently spending. Sure. Without changing your strategy or anything like that. It I've never seen the problem with starting small. And to me, my accounting background, one of the principles is to be err on the side of being conservative. Yeah. Spend something you're comfortable kind of experimenting with and, and that's not going to hurt your business. And then once you crack the code, once you get some good results over the first three months, like your search impression share, ramp things up. Um, in terms of how small that can be though. For my some of my own campaigns, Chris, that I've gotten a ROAS of forty eight on like twenty dollar ad spend, so only two conversions, but it was a forty eight mm-hmm, ROAS. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of experimenting, and I have a lot of budgets that I just kind of run. It some are just like fifty bucks a month, some are two hundred, some are twenty bucks a month, and I run them for six months. I do a lot of experimenting, but when it comes to working with a client and knowing that we do have to get some results this month and show some results and also make it worth their while to pay me. I I prefer a minimum of a $1,000 a month budget, but I will work with a $500 a month budget. But anything smaller than that, it's usually a sign that the business isn't in good shape or they just aren't really committed to actually trying Google ads over the long run. And then it just gets tough cost per click wise in some industries when you go smaller than 500. So that's kind of my threshold, Chris. And and most of those people come in at at least a thousand, but I will start with 500 if they want. That's what I do. What do you do on the small side? Um, I mean, I'll work with anyone that is willing to pay my fee yeah, for whatever they're going to spend. If they, if they feel like paying my fee plus, you know, the hundred dollars they're going to spend on Google ads, then great. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, you know, it's just sometimes it's like why pay a manager to manage a hundred dollar campaign? So I don't ever put up any arguments. I just put it in their hands. You know, it just depends on what it's worth to you. Yeah. So the next one, how much should I bid? This isn't something I hear very often, and it it feels like a just a bad question from someone who is overly worried about Google ads and worried about what you're going to do in Google ads and, and see if you just are knowledgeable. So it really feels like a test. Like they're prodding you to see like, how dumb is he? Is he going to say something like, I'm going to bid 10 cents because you know, I feel I want to get super cheap leads for you. And you know, so I want to start off at 10 cents and then I may bump it up to 15. It feels like a testing question, but um, really the answer well, I'm not I'm not going to ask the question and answer. You answer it. Well, Chris, I think I threw this in there just um almost with an error. Um in in Patreon we're going to be talking about the questions we get from potential clients that are red flags uh, that show us that yep. they would not be good go. uh, advertisers to work for. And I think this one kind of snuck in there cuz now that I'm thinking about it, how much should I bid? I hear that most often from agencies and I mean, we joke about it sometimes why I still talk to these agencies when all they do is ask me technical questions for their own benefit and never <laughs> end up hiring me. It happened again last week. Oh, no. Um, we'll have to talk about that. It just happens. You know, I get so tempted. I get so tempted with those large number of accounts. They put you then, on a pedal stool. They feed you cake and they're like, ooh, tell us more, Jason. So impressive. It's almost like cattle. They give me a bunch of grass and mm-hmm. fatten me up and then yep, that's it. Um yeah, so I hear it from them, and they're like, well, how much do you bid in this industry, in that industry? And then I'm like, well, it depends on the market. It depends on how aggressive you want to be. Yeah, but if you were going to give us some numbers to help us <laughs> and screw you, they're so, they suck. The ne- they just suck. Uh, well, speaking of, of bad questions. They just suck. Why the, do you guys suck? The next one, 
is and this one I'm gonna I'm gonna say with a bit of a like dumb sounding kind of cocky voice. Uh, so Chris, just keep talking. You oh, can, that, I have it. It's just, just naturally. It's not na- okay. Perfect. If you just yeah, if you just keep talking, you you got it. <laughs> okay, I'll say my normal voice. No, that's then. just a joke. That's just it's a fine. joke. No, it's fine. That's I can take joke. it because I'm. No, that's what happens in my life. That's what happens in my life because apparently I have an accent. You know, grew up where I grew up in the best place on earth. A lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. that, but it is America. And, I assume you mean. Well, yeah, and then you you niche down. I do love Oklahoma more than any place. It is the best place on earth. Now, Chris, for whatever reason, I think I talk slower than a lot of smart people. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I'll I'll share. I'll be open. I hear slower too, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's a they're, disability. They're, I think. <laughs> oh, it yeah. I have numerous disabilities, but. When sometimes when people talk slow or not sometimes all the time when people talk slow, I do take it in better. So it's not only a talk slow thing, it's a hear slow thing, at least for me. But that doesn't mean I'm not, I was going to say 10, but I think for a lot of people, 50 times smarter than a lot of people Hmm. who talk fast. Fifty. They just don't realize it. But what's interesting, I'll tell you this off the air, there's one state in this country and it's not Oklahoma because they talk different and slower than people in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but they're on my level. And when I like my slow level, and when I hear people from the state talk, I'm like, I click in and I'm like, those are my people. I finally <laughs> have found my people that talk and communicate on my level. Happens to me all the time, Chris. I'm trying to give wisdom, I'm trying to share, I'm trying to give great information, and people just interrupt me. They just can't okay. let me. Yep. Talk. Yeah, that's that's they nice slow talker. Finish. Okay, listen, take a break. Go ahead and uh, grab your blankie and let me finish So this when question. I joked about you, I was really joking about myself. <laughs> Should I use my 500 SEO keywords? Should I send those to you? How do you want them delivered? Do you want them in a spreadsheet? Like you're going to use those, right? Are these going to be useful? I'm just going to be blunt because we're we're running, you know, we still got another four questions to go through and we got to get through this. I'm going to be blunt and say if if you think I want your 500 SEO keywords, then you know, then well, maybe not going to be as blunt as I think. I don't no, know. don't be that blunt. Yeah. Don't be that blunt. Okay, don't <clears throat> but be that blunt. I saw. It, what, I saw. What that is about that. To that is. I saw it. That is such a bad. You're approaching Google Ads as a non-scagger, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that. You're doing it the wrong way. So, absolutely not. I assume you feel the same way. Oh yeah, and what? Well, yeah, but I don't. I don't insult people. You know, I I try to tell them like, hey, we'll look at that data. You don't number insult one. people. Thanks for sending it. You mean out loud? <laughs> yeah, off air. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what I tell them is, yeah, we'll look at we'll look at the data. Um, thanks for sending it. But what I try to convey to them is Google for maybe their own business, it benefits them with efficiency, but also maybe for humanity, it just helps us organize information. When it comes to Google Ads, people search for the same terms collectively in large numbers. And it's like, uh, I don't know, one of those graphs or whatever where 97% of searches are done by like 3% of the keywords. And then the final 3% of impressions are 97% of the keywords. So, and then I tell them about the low search volume status on some keywords that don't get searched that often. And even though you could get one SEO hit a year and it shows up on your SEO keyword search term download or whatever, you may not even be allowed to show ads on it because it's so infrequently searched, but you could still show up on it because of phrase match and things like that. So we go into that discussion. And then speaking of that, Chris, we have another question about SEO, which we'll get to after the break here. And it is the most common Google ads SEO question. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Please take a moment and try Optio for eight weeks for free. Hey, my treat. All right. I am telling you to go ahead, try it out. It's our treat. I will I will cover the cost for you guys. We have arranged this special deal. And let me tell you, when you try this tool for eight weeks, this is twice as long as uh, anyone else gets the tool. You get a special deal. This is not on their website anywhere. You don't get a, you only get four weeks for free. So you get to try it twice as long. 
And this is why you're going to like it. This tool helps you to make determinations about your campaign in a streamlined, efficient way. It's going to help you get more done faster. That's what it's about here. You want to be efficient. You want to be good at Google Ads. You are. You're getting there. You're learning every day, but you're not necessarily getting faster at it because you still have to do the same mundane tasks. This will help you get those tasks, daily tasks done faster. That's optio.com slash PSP2 for the eight-week free trial. Okay, Chris. So there's a very conspiratorial question we get. Yep. All the time. From, and it, it's always from like new advertisers too. Will running ads on Google help my SEO results, my organic results? What do you say to that? I used to have a standard answer that I used all the time. And I, I don't know if it's good or not. But I would say SEO and pay-per-click are like church and state in the government, right? They have to be separate. They, they are equally powerful in their own way, but they do not uh, work when you combine them, right? And church and state are separate, so that's the way that the two systems work. If you, if you have PPC really good, you can still suck at SEO. And if you have really good SEO, you can still uh, suck at PPC. Now, yeah, I'm, no, I'm just going to end it right there. That's it. No definite exceptions at all to that. They, they are two separate systems. So Google Google's very clear that they are separate. They don't impact each other. And and I, I believe that. I, yeah, I, do I do too. believe that. And I look at it from an incentive perspective. And a lot of... Uh, Dumb business people think, and this is why they ask the question, yes, yes, but if if people give money to Google through Google Ads, why wouldn't they reward them with organic listings? Yeah, that could be an incentive, but those that's what a dumb person would think. What a higher level person would think is, okay, people come to Google because of organic, because they know they're going to get the absolute most relevant results possible. That's why they go to Google. That's why the market share is so high. That's why it's grown so much. So if you start messing with the most relevant results possible because people run ads on Google, then you're not going to give as good of a user experience. Not as many people will come to Google, which results in not as many ad clicks and not much re- not as much revenue. So even though it's a second level thinking, the incentives do prove out that in order for Google to get the most revenue possible, they have to serve the most relevant organic results to train people to keep coming back because a lot of those people will click on ads. And the only way they get the most relevant results is if they put a firewall between paid yep. and organic. So that is the answer. And I do I do believe them on that. The one thing I do say to people who know about SEO is, no, it will not help your SEO organic results. It's separate. However, however, the larger your business is, the more successful you are offline in the real world. Mm. I believe those offline real world results eventually get reflected in SEO yeah. because Google's really good at giving accurate results. So if you're the best mover in town, eventually, I believe, no matter how bad your website is, as long as it crosses a certain threshold, I believe you will be in the number one spot yeah. eventually if you're the best mover in town. Now, if Google Ads helps you get more customers, which gets more people talking about you on social media, which gets more people sending emails to friends recommending you, which gets more publicity for your company, and then all of a sudden you start showing up in news stories and and all that kind of stuff, I say indirectly your business growth will help your SEO. Sure. And I kind of, that's that's Branding. honestly what I tell people. And I do believe that. It, the, the bigger your company is, the better your SEO results are probably going to be. So if Google ads helps your company get bigger, then yes, I would say indirectly it could help your SEO. But I would also say that about Facebook advertising. If advertising on Facebook helped your company get bigger, then your organic Google results would probably be better because you have a better, bigger company. So that's how I kind of answered that. Now, Chris, whoa, this is one you came up with. Yeah. Yep, I get you this. You get this from new oh. advertisers? Should I bid on my competitor names? You get those kind of advanced questions from new advertisers? Yeah, because they usually tell it to me as though it's like this cool idea that they are the first to think of. Like, so 
what do you think about me advertising on my competitor's name? So they type Billy Bob's Tire Repair and I show up, you know, like what, what do you, what do you think about that? Answer to that question is always no. Don't do it. My recommendation is no. Sometimes I run it because they're the boss. It's their money. They want to do it. And I say, okay, I'll do it. But I am notorious for finding an account that's running and they have these campaigns, they have that and this and this, and they have some competitor campaigns, shutting those down immediately. I don't like to build them. I don't like to run them. I don't don't like them. They feel yucky to me. And I don't think they perform in the way that people... Um, give them credit for. You know, it's interesting, this question, should I run on my competitor's names? I don't get that question from new advertisers that often at all. Um, but I think new advertisers would be asking you that based on doing searches for their own name in Google yep. and seeing other go. people's ads ahead of their name yeah. before they even start advertising. That's what gives them the idea. Now, that leads me to a little bonus question I get from new advertisers. I just want to throw in here because I forgot about it, but I get it all the time. And it's multiple questions, but it's along the lines of controlling other people's ads. For whatever reason, a lot of new advertisers ask me about blocking competitors from running ads on their Mm. name about, and not only controlling in terms of blocking on their name, but they also want to know the competitor's data. Are we able to find out how much they spend? Tell me what keywords they're running on. I get that from new advertisers, and of course, you can't really do that. Uh, but the the idea that somehow you can control someone else's data or ads, it's such a, a weird thought yeah. to have. But a lot of new Google Ads advertisers have that for whatever reason. Yeah. So I want to throw what that What would you think if, if they could do the same thing to yours, you know? Like, how bad would that be? Let's turn the tables. What do you think if, like, oh, sorry, we can't run on that keyword because your competitor blocked you? <laughs> how do you feel about that now? You know, doesn't that seem like a dumb idea? Yeah, it's a horrible idea. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, this, I love, this is a huge one I get from new advertisers. They're so scared. Yeah. They don't want to do Google ads because. I'm a little fish. Someone else runs ads. They They always ask, okay, but I'm a small company and I see this big company in my industry. They're always number one. Why should I even run on Google? They're going to take all the market share. Should I run ads? Like, how can I compete with these huge spenders? And they're they're genuinely worried about it when yep. they ask Chris. Yep. I get that question all the time. And that's actually one of the easiest ones that I get because, I mean, I can be kind of sassy and say, "Well, are you the only guy?" Just talk. Just talk uh, again. Don't you? Talk. Don't you? Don't you call me sassy? No, that's past the line. You know, the answer is. Well, are are you the only guy in town that does what you do? Are you the only one in your region that does what you do? I mean, doesn't it work in your region? Why wouldn't it work online? You offer something unique. Are you exactly the same as everyone I like else that, that you I like that, that angle. you advertise? Like, are your services, products, and prices indistinguishable from everyone else? Well, no, they're not. We do this differently. You know, blah blah blah. Well, then I'm sure some of that will translate, and people will purchase from you because they'll like your service. They'll they'll be closer to you. Something will interest them because you're different. That that's the big thing. So even if you carve out a ten percent piece of that, a twenty percent piece of that. That's your 20% or 10% piece, and you get that. So that's that's my best answer um, when people get that little fish, big pond kind of feeling. It's interesting. I like the way you approach that from the outside of Google Ads angle. Like this is the offline reality. There's a big companies and small companies and small companies sell a market share. I'm going to start using that. That's a great, cool. great way to approach it. That's going to complement the way I've been approaching it, which is strictly a Google Ads perspective, which is, basically the heat map. Like I think a lot of new advertisers would be shocked if they knew how few clicks the number one position in Google ads gets out of all the clicks on a search result. So someone searches, say people do a hundred searches for movers in Dallas, and then you do a heat map. How many clicks does the number one ad position get? Number two ad position, number three, how many clicks does the map get under the ads? How many clicks does the number one organic get and what you'll see is just what we see with our click-through rate in the number so a lot of us have campaigns you can look at where your absolute top percentage for your positioning is like 90 plus percent you're number one almost all the time Mm -hmm. 
And what's your click-through rate? 4%, yeah, 5%, 3% sometimes, mm-hmm. 2% sometimes, maybe a 6 or 7 or 8 if it's a yeah, it's, unique it's not always. It's not always like 15%. If it's not, even if you're absolute top, do you think this statement is fair, Chris? Absolute top percentage on positioning is above 90%. When you show up 90% of the time, you're number one or higher, 90% or higher, you're number one. For non-brand searches, your click-through rate 90 plus percent of the time is going to be less than 12%. Hmm. Would you say that's a fair statement? For people that show up number one, 90% or more. So basically they're always number Mm -hmm. one. Would you say it's extremely rare, less than 10% of the time, you'll see a click-through rate above 12%? Absolutely. Because I can name on one hand the clients that I have that have super high, above 12% click-through rates, and it's always wonderful. Now, sometimes you have weird, weird outliers where it's like a 25% click-through rate on non-brand for whatever reason. Yeah. Like weird, weird outliers. Right. But that's usually because they stand the time, out because they offer something unique. They they they're they're a unique provider yeah. in their area. They have a good price, a good call to action. People are just desperate when they finally see it. They're, they're like, like, oh, they finally, someone who doesn't do this but they do yeah. this. Like that's that's usually because they are a standout provider for some specific reason. But yeah, you're right. And that's just a, that's weird when that happens. But most of the time, your your click through rate is going to be well under twelve percent even if you're number one all yep. the time. So sure. that means that means another 85 to 90% of the traffic is going to other positions, whether they be paid or organic. And you can kind of tell people like, hey, yeah, you, just because you show up number two or three always, and you're never above that top spender, you're still going to spend your budget. You're still going to get traffic. Chris, the final question. Can I? And we're just gonna we're gonna no we're gonna do a walk off here. We're that's gonna do exactly, a walk off. That is so funny. This. That's exactly what I was gonna ask. I was like, Jason, can I just we're, we're gonna fade we're yell gonna we're gonna fade answer. to black, we're gonna mic drop. No, <laughs> yes. we're not gonna it doesn't dignify a response. It does not dignify a response. So we're just gonna fade to black. We're but gonna fade what to What if silence. people don't know what our answer is? Well, then they can listen to the previous 261 episodes where no matter what the topic is, we happen to bash landing pages. No matter what okay, the topic you, is. Okay, you gave so. the answer. Okay, good. <laughs>